yeah, 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 Livia here, and listen, well, Livy here, and um, I kind of was in business mode all day today, so I had to be like, my name is Olivia, my name is Olivia, my name is Olivia, my name is Olivia, so <laughs> let me take that hat off and put Livy's hat on so we can go ahead and talk about some things. This week, we are going to talk about my most anticipated films for 2020. Now, unfortunately... There are a lot of these that were actually supposed to come out in 2020, but we all know why that was not the case. And so we finally get to see just some things that I've been wanting to see for a minute. Okay, now some of them, some of these films, some of these entries actually were slated to come out this year. But like I said, I'm putting them all on here. We got stuff from HBO Max or Warner Brothers. We have, of course, Netflix. And then we have Disney. And then we have some that are outside of those big three canons. So let's get on into this. Of course, we're going to work on a little bit of music. And I may have a, a nice little film review, but I'll... I'm not going to spoil it here. All right, let's get into this. So, yes, we're going to kick this part one of my most anticipated films for 2021. I'm going to kick things off with the... Warner Brothers canon of things, canon of films, but also I'm a couple that with the films that are outside of Warner Brothers or Disney or Netflix. These are like Paramount films. These are um, independent films that, you know, aren't attached to some big production house, which we all know I love and if you don't know that by now now you know I love independent film that's where I got my start so of course I'm trying to do all the things for all the indie but talking about Andy let me grab my list because I have a list (laughs) um lists it's plural um so the first film, and this is, we'll get into HBO Max or Warner Brothers last in this segment. But first off, when I was talking about indie films, let's talk about a couple of them that kind of were shot independently and then bought up by a major conglomerate. And here... <laughs> I'm going to talk about Coming to America, the sequel to the original Coming to America that was released in 1988, starring Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, as African, uh, well, um, Eddie Murphy as an African prince, um, escorted by his faithful confidant, um, played by Arsenio Hall, and they come to America to find Eddie Murphy's character a wife okay everybody has seen this movie i don't know why i just gave a synopsis okay so the synopsis for the sequel is that um that the prince has to find 
a son that he sired while he was here in America. Okay, so that's gonna, you know, set off some <laughs> some things with uh, the dynamic of, of him and his wife, of course. Um, I'm just really excited to see it. It looks really, really funny. Um, <laughs> I love Eddie Murphy. I, I mean, I grew up with this guy. So, of course, I'm just, I'm all for it. I grew up with Arsenio Hall. Um, you know, Wesley Snipes is in this. It's just Leslie Jones is starting to get her her recognition or her accolades and I am here for that I love Leslie Jones so I'm very very excited about coming to America coming out it's coming out in March so March is seeming like going to be a really major month for films this year as I was going through and making my list I was just like there's so much coming out in March um and then the next film it I believe it's out but I don't have access to it yet. So maybe it's not. I'm not sure if they have released it at all. But <laughs> it is Willie's Wonderland um, with Nick Cage. I want to see it. <laughs> Nick Cage's character, um, along with a group of other individuals, get trapped in this like toy museum and the toys are creepy as hell and they come to life and they're like terrorizing the group of people and so like you know they got to take them out to to survive so I want to see it it looks crazy as hell but I think the cinematographer and the director from Mandy did this film because of the imagery like and the lighting and so it just reminded me if you have not seen Mandy go see Mandy it's really good like it's really amazing um I think it was snubbed because people just couldn't get into how deep and dark it got <laughs> but I'm like uh y'all come on y'all they, they talking about devil worship like how where did y'all think that was gonna go but it was visually stunning and the performances were amazing as well but I think the same team is behind Willie's Wonderland. I have not looked into it too deep because, again, I just want to see the film. That's how this year I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to find all the Easter eggs. I'm not getting into the major productions that are from, like, like I said, like Paramount um, predominantly. Um, from there and, and, Blum, and Blumhouse, but with Paramount, let's talk about the two Paramount films that I want to see the most, okay? Out of, out of everybody that is outside of the top three, I want to see these top, these Tom Cruise movies. I want to see Top Gun Maverick, and I want to see Mission Impossible 7, okay? We don't know what Mission Impossible 7 gonna be called but or is it 8 by now like I, I don't even know oh my god I think it's 8 I wanna see it those are the two I wanna see the most like I'm like <laughs> I don't know what has happened I always was a Tom Cruise fan um but I, I don't I don't know what's happened recently but this Tom Cruise resurgence has happened and I am here for it. I think 
um, I do think he's very underrated, but that's, I, I have a feeling it has to do with his belief structure. Um, <laughs> I want to see these two movies. And for everybody that was like getting on him about, you know, cussing the crew out for being buttheads and not following um, COVID protocol, I have to agree with him. Uh, maybe he could have handled it better. Maybe not. But I think every actor or actress who is, you know, putting they, putting themselves in a position, in a vulnerable position in the first place, I, I kind of have to agree with him. I don't care what side of the pool you want, what color you want. Like, no, follow freaking protocols. So I didn't feel too bad about whoever was getting cussed out, girl, because he was cussing them out, child. Because I want to see those. And then um, Ghostbusters Afterlife is the next installment of the Ghostbusters series or franchise. And from what I gather, is that there is a family member who um of one of the original ghostbuster members who have like have all of the kits and 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 things of ghostbusters so all those jars and like the proton packs and all this stuff is and and the ambulance or the what their the vehicle they use their little transpo everything is on this barn like out in the middle of nowhere and so a group of kids find it and they're just like ooh and i think they let some of them out but that's all i really know and that's all i really want to know <laughs> again i'm i don't want to be spoiled on much of anything going into these films i just don't um but yeah i think the cast is is cute there's a uh, uh the young gentleman from uh it and then um he's in stranger things he dates 11 and i should know his name i really should know the character's name at least but i don't he's in it um and paul rudd which he's just an institution now like he is paul rudd it's paul rudd like you know who he is i ain't gotta sell it you know who he is you know you're gonna go see that movie too you're gonna you're gonna sit there the thing going on with these other houses who have not created these streaming um, platforms they're finding it difficult to distribute these films and so even though like I want to see these movies um, I think Mission Impossible and Top Gun are eventually going to come out um, on their own but like you know Ghostbusters for example was supposed to come out in 2020 but again because of the studio they're attached to they are not they don't have a streaming platform so that is a knock against them and then um, I want to say um, later in the show that drive-ins are on the comeback they have been on a comeback for a very long time but now with what's going on 
you have these major three studios really funneling money into aiding um, movie houses and creating drive-ins. And um, so, yeah, that's something we'll get into later. But I just wanted to bring that up now just to let you know that even though you may not want to sit in a movie theater, as I don't, but you may want to sit in a car with yourself or or whoever that you've been quarantining with and go see it on the big screen like a lot of people do want to see movies on the big screen that's like what it's all about right so we shall see child how that goes and then um the second to the last film that I want to talk about <clears throat> in this seg in this section of of uh, of films it's Halloween Kills, and this is Blumhouse, and this is the second film in the last trilogy of the Halloween saga, and I am like, please really be the end. Like, don't be just saying that, and then like, five years later y'all redo it again like I don't want that if that's if this is the end of it this is the end say it and mean it and so I have no idea what's gonna happen here in this movie um I was a really really big fan of um Halloween that came out in 2018 um that like obliterated all of the entries (laughs) that came after the original 1978 Halloween which is still scary as hell to this day um but being able to watch that one it literally like like I said got rid of all of those different timelines and storylines that came afterwards and just started right after um you know Michael had went to the asylum and it, it started from there. It didn't do anything too crazy. Um, I know that in this film, in Halloween Kills, that <laughs> Michael did escape um, his fiery tomb that um, <laughs> that old girl put him in. Uh, yeah, so I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I, again, I don't want to be spoiled in, in, in trailers. So just one is good. Like y'all I'm good. I think we're just, I know I've gravitated or gotten to a space where I was like, look, we don't have time for that. <laughs> like all we do is sit at home, do some work at home. Like everything is at home. And it's like, I don't want to be over sold on anything right now like don't do that so I'm really excited um, to see the continuation of that story and then the last film (sighs) shit I had to cuss I'm sorry Candyman Candyman and I want to say Jonathan Majors is in it from uh, what is it what's that show Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, and he's an artist, and 
somehow, you know, he's a Chicago artist and somehow he gets gets into that energy of Candyman and I'm like, oop. And the music sounds amazing. This is coming from Jordan Peele's uh, camp. Um, he didn't direct it. Um, gosh, her name is on the tip of my tongue. But this is a black um, female director. Uh, and I am just like, oh my goodness. So I want to see this movie so bad. <laughs> but unfortunately, I don't know when it's coming out. Um, they just said 2021. And I'm like, okay, so where it's coming out how it's coming out when i don't know but they said 2021 so i'm putting putting my word out there that hey this needs to come out in 2021 we want to be scared out of our minds the trailer was kind of hella creepy so i'm like yeah i want <laughs> i want to see that i want to have fun with that so that is it on my let me let me double check <laughs> and that is it on my list of like you know the outside of the big three ooh that are <laughs> that are trying to be released this year and yeah so let's go and take a quick break and then when we come back I was gonna try and put HBO in with this but the segment's running kind of long so I'll just make a new segment but I'm going to take a little drink break and then I'll be back. So here we go with, uh, with Warner brothers. I always say HBO. I, I don't know why. Like I always do. And I'm like, girl, it's more to it than, <laughs> okay <laughs> it's more to it than that however so again like I did with the previous uh, segment I'm just gonna kind of read through these and be like yay nay maybe you know what I mean so let's start off with In the Heights. Now, this is, like I said, this is from Warner Brothers. Um, it's a musical, first off. Um, that That's kind of where I got my start in all of this acting and things of that nature. And so, <laughs> I, I'm here for it. Um, I covered this earlier in the season about how this was the only, like, Latinx film um, in the in the slate of you know the 2021 releases for Warner Brothers and how I was like do better like I need y'all to do better um <laughs> but I have to also remember that Warner is about blockbusters and they have like their subsidiaries or you know like HBO or something like that to kind of to kind of do that kind of work that kind of independent work and like you know the small fry kind of stuff and while you know Warner Brothers kind of does this the big blockbuster blockbuster film and so I get it but however comma I don't know <laughs> 
I want to see this. The, the musical is based on um, Lin Manuel, um, his Broadway uh, show. So I'm just like, okay, you know, all right, you know, it's a musical. Of course, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm good. Um, the next one is Dune. <coughs> um, excuse me. Let me tell you something real quick, real quick. It's like all my baby daddies is in the movie, okay? And so <laughs> my figure, my imaginative baby, and Oscar, uh, Lord, I just, I just said the man name like earlier. Um, damn it. Watch it come up at three o'clock in the morning. Um, but he was uh, he was in you know Star Wars and uh, all the, all the jazz. He's been he's he was in uh, Ex Machina as a scientist there. So you know, okay, I love him and. In the preview, like, there's this shot, and he got all his hair on his head, and then he got this big old beard, and I'm like, oh, God. I can't wait to see the movie. It looks visually amazing, but (laughs) I really just can't wait to see. (laughs) Um, Oscar Isaac. There it is. That's who I, that's all I'm really there to see. Zendaya's in it. Uh... Rebecca Ferguson's in it. Yay, yeah. I love her too. Um, yeah. Not really. That's like it. <laughs> and I guess this is supposed to be a two-part series, but with what's going on between the director and creative forces of the film and Warner Brothers, I'm not sure a second one is going to happen out of that camp. So <laughs> we'll just see what happens. Um, and then the next one is Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of intrigued. And I, when I use that word, I need, I need people to understand when I say intrigued for me, like, I'm just like, ooh, because a lot of people think I just watch whatever and, you know, I just blah, 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 blah. But I'm very in tune and I'm very like spiritually um, centered. So when something intrigues me, darling, I want to watch it very closely and very intimately. And that is one of the films that I just want to just get real close on the TV and just, just watch what's going on. I don't know why. And maybe it's because it's (laughs) R-rated. Maybe because we're going to get some finish him. And then we actually see them get finished. You feel me? So, I'm like, ooh, snappity snap, snap, snap. I want to see that so bad. Oh my gosh. So, I'm excited about that. And then, um, next up would be... Space Jam, A New Legacy. 
starring LeBron James and then I'm not sure who else but I know like if it's what I'm thinking it is and what people are speculating it to be it's kind of like a multi multiverse of properties coming together and we're finagling through all of that with LeBron James and Again, there's not really a big um, trailer out there. It's like two seconds, maybe three. <laughs> three second trailer that we've gotten so far. And I'm just like, can we get a little bit more? But they're like holding off on sharing that stuff until closer to um, to the film being released. So I'm like, okay, but you know I'm going to see it. And it's LeBron James. Come on, come on, okay? So the next film for me would be a tie um, between the Suicide Squad and Justice League, the Snyder Cut. So both of these films (sighs) were released with heavy interference from the execs at Warner Brothers, the original films were. Okay, so we had Suicide Squad that was just... I will still watch that film because I was like, I could see the potential, but y'all should have just left them people alone. Like, what the hell? And then, of course, (laughs) the Justice League. um, That was just horrible. It was horrible. And so... Now we're getting a shot at seeing the original take on um, on the Justice League. It's going to be longer. It's going to be four hours long, a straight four hour long movie. Um, Zack Snyder has, I don't, I'm not going to say he's cut ties with, uh, with Warner, but I definitely, definitely feel he has taken a break from Warner and he is a private man, so and especially when it comes about his money, he don't talk about it much. But I just feel like it has to do with the treatment of Ray Fisher and the character of Cyborg. It also, and now that I'm like really amping up to see Justice League, um, this particular one, I want to see what Cyborg's story really was about because we never really got there. And now that I know more of the background story that was going on, it's kind of evident that if they could have gotten rid of that character, they would have gotten rid of that character in the initial Justice League. And... I'm really excited to see what the hell and why is this person so adamant about, you know, being mistreated and misrepresented. Well, if y'all tried to cut him out of the movie then because he was trying to, you know, eradicate some foolishness, I would be kind of pissed off too. So I hope we get to see that storyline for sure. Everybody else's, I'm just like... 
you know, there's a lot going on in that movie. Like, I'm excited. I just want to see it. But yeah. And then the Suicide Squad is kind of the same thing. Um, but there's so many characters here. And then there's like, <laughs> there they is rated R, um, as is the Snyder Cut. And they've already told people, they like, hey, don't get attached to none of these characters because everybody ain't making it out of this alive. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then, okay. So this one is directed by James Gunn after he was fired for some dumbass tweets from when he was, you know, how they say that stuff. <laughs> anyway, um... So, yes, it's directed by him, written by him, and he's just having a blast. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, you know, I just want to see. I just want to see. You know what I mean? I just want to see it. See what's going on with him. But I, I am really excited about those. And then, um... Yeah, so my last two, <laughs> listen, the one is upcoming, like the one I'm going to get to see on Sunday, no Monday, I get to see it Monday, and I'm so excited, um, and that is Judas and the Black Messiah, and I am I am so glad that this story is happening. It is based on true events of Fred Hampton and how he was assassinated by a a mole um, who was placed into the Black Panther Party to uproot uproot and assassinate the, the Black Messiah. And... I just I'm just like I've been waiting for this this is you know I, I don't know I've just been waiting for this type of story I've been waiting for this story to be told correctly um <laughs> I already know like I'm gonna be an emotional wreck afterwards and um like I said I get to see it um with the Sundance Film Festival special screening of the film. And I'm just like, snap. I want to see this film so bad. I I don't know. It's just something about it. Um, The cast looks stellar. How it's shot looks stellar. Everything looks amazing. There's a poet in there. There's a, oh my God. I'm just like, I'm going to be a hot mess afterwards. (laughs) I'm going to be a hot mess. So I'm working on my Q&A question. And I'm like, yay, I get to get a question. So we'll see. I'm just like, oh, oh my goodness. So my last entry from uh, Warner Brothers is um, my most anticipated film is Godzilla vs. Kong. (sighs) Listen. Like I had to put my little sheets of paper away. My little list. 
I <laughs> am such a huge fan of of the monsters, okay, and the titans. And so with this film happening, I'm nervous, <laughs> okay? I'm so psyched to see it, but I am nervous because, you know, they're saying, they being marketing and, and the producers and all of that, that one will fall. And I'm just like, I can't handle that type of <laughs> emotional attachment because you, for me, I've had these characters in my life my entire life. And I've always like really loved these movies. And I get so emotionally attached um, that I end up crying at, at the end of each of them. Yes, even the 1960s and 70s versions. And or later, you know, or earlier with, with King Kong. And I'm just like, they're so misunderstood, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, like, I with this, I want to see this. The trailer just dropped. I don't want another trailer. Legendary and HBO or Warner Brothers, leave it as is. So I can watch this movie and and be be in my feelings <laughs> Kong look like he is cutting up I, I have my feelings about Godzilla I, I don't think that's I think that is a Mecha um, or Mika um, Godzilla meaning he's a He's been um, created in the lab. I don't think that's the real Godzilla. I just don't. It doesn't look like him. <sighs> so, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I know I'm going to be crying at the end of that one too. So, okay. <laughs> we're going to take another break. And then we'll come back and we're going to hit up the top Disney movies or Disney released movies, releasing movies that I want to see in 2021. Uh, segment I want to talk about <laughs> the success of a good trailer um and and the reason why is because I think and just because of my you know research and time spent um listening and watching two uh two uh trailers that are are simply going to go down as the best trailers of all time, okay? And the hype that these trailers did for their uh, prospective films is evident. So the first film I want to talk about or trailer is that of um, 2009's Watchmen. Um, This is the movie version of Watchmen, not the show that was on HBO. 
Um, this was released through Warner Brothers. And the anniversary of it is is fast approaching. It it, it went to theaters um, 3-6 of 09. And so... This movie... I love the movie, okay? I loved it so much that I bought all the versions to it. Um, there's like a theatrical version. Then there's the... The director or Snyder version, and then there's the ultimate cut, which is like almost all the book is in that cut, and so that's my favorite to watch. Um, I was gonna watch this film regardless, but when the trailer dropped, I and at the time I didn't really understand the psychology going on behind this type of work and regardless of what we are doing people there's psychology behind it especially when it comes to getting you to pay for them them products okay so marketing has a very specific job to get you hyped for a product or what have you and so they they did that with the trailer for Watchmen. Um, if you have not gone and seen that trailer, it's on YouTube. There's two different ones. You want the one, um, two different trailers. You want the trailer that says um, Watchmen official trailer because that is the one that I'm talking about. They have a different one and it's kind of lame to be honest. <laughs> but the one I'm talking about is the official trailer for that film. And so now we're going to talk about the second film and why that film has the same markings of the Watchmen trailer. And that is Godzilla vs. Kong, which is set to come out 331, 2021. So a little over two months, right? A little less than two months, actually. And I'm listening to it, right? And I'm listening and I'm watching. And I, I know I've watched this particular trailer probably like 20 sometimes. I am so excited for this film. But there are markings. There are specific like markings. And so when I say markings, I mean there are social, um, psychological cues going on in this trailer that gets your adrenaline to that I need to go see this right now you know (laughs) so okay so in this film in this trailer specifically the music um the soundtrack starts off very very um urgent but quiet it grabs your attention it makes you focus um, the first images is of destruction, um, people running for their lives, and um, then there's just this this music, and it's like, but then there's these sound effects that made me go back to the Watchmen trailer, 
and and really start to break down the soundtrack and the visuals of both of these trailers and I'm like okay first off I think whoever was behind um, the Watchmen trailer definitely (laughs) has some has some hands on this particular trailer because there are certain sound effects that are the same and it when I say sound effects it's, it's a heartbeat and it's a very strong but urgent heartbeat and then it slows down and then it gets quiet and then there's this boom of like visuals of this these action sequences and then the the music is this you know both trailers go into this you know hyper intense um music and so that is the makings of a great trailer and then there's there's a little bit of resolve but then at the end of each but then there's just this lurking question of man I don't know if this is going to work the way that I want it to but I really want to see what the outcome is going to be so there's this um ambiguous ending to these trailers so they both did an amazing job but there are definitely similarities there and um so i talked about the soundtrack and the visuals a little bit but for me i'm a i really love music and i i love um tones and so the there are specific tones they're using to bring you into the, the the chaos and the mayhem that's about to ensue. And so, yeah, I just think it's really amazing that, <laughs> that marketing can create these, these product placements or these trailers to get you, you know, to sway you to, you know, fork over the cash. Give me the cash, you know? Um, it's just in these type of situations with these type of trailers, I just was like, oh my goodness. Like they they created a sense of, of high desire for both properties, but especially for, you know, Godzilla versus Kong where we're in, you know, COVID states. A lot of theaters are just not safe spaces to be in. And so this was the first movie that had that blockbuster feel that, you know, I'm about to go to the movies to go see this. I'm hyped. It was the first movie to do that. Um, I'm not shocked that it came out of (laughs) Warner Brothers and Legendary and DC, all of them. Um, cause they're all together, but, uh, well, DC's not involved in the Godzilla piece, but, um, I just was like, whoa, did they just do that? And yeah, so I, I, I always want to like talk to you guys about things like this, like really start to think about what's behind why you want to see this movie. Okay. I want to see the movie because I've grown up on these Titans and, you know, I said earlier that I connect with these 
um, stories for some reason. I don't know why, but I do. And so, of course, I'm going to go and see this movie. But, like, for someone who, you know, may not have that experience or that like experience, they're going to want to see this movie just because this, these trailers, or this trailer in particular, is so perfect and so um the Watchmen trailer has over like I think it's close to 300 million views since 2008 and even though that is a long time (laughs) but for a trailer that is large that is a large number and then Kong or Godzilla versus Kong um debuted last Sunday and it's you know across and I'm only saying for Watchmen um there's three uh uh yeah th- close to 300 million just on Warner's website alone so <laughs> that's not in, that's not incorporating the you know off uh, YouTube pages or whatever or whoever um, that has played or you know presented the same trailer that is not incorporating those numbers and then when you look at you know like I said uh, Godzilla vs. Kong that came out last week and it's already at 46 million views and that I've been watching it. I watched the numbers, y'all. I watched the numbers. And it is literally growing by like 2 million views a day. So <laughs> the first initial 24 hours saw it bring in 26 million views. And it has literally just been, you know, um, averaging about 2 to 3 million um more views a day so this is on track to be hitting you know by the time the movie comes out probably around two to 250 million views and I'm just like and that again is not incorporating all the other off YouTube pages that have that have all of this all of this trailer playing as well um, I've been seeing them. There's some that have over a million views, two, three million views. There's other ones that don't. But just know that this this film in particular is is very important um, because of the sheer volume of it. There's going to be a lot of people watching it. There's going to be a lot of content created from it. And so what Warner has done here is they made a gamble. And even though the film has not come out, it's starting to pay off. Um, I want to give a quick update on their subscriber number. And now they're closing in to about 18 million subscribers I believe I swear I saw one that said they were like up to 41 million um 
subscribers, but then I couldn't find that information again. Um, the last uh, chart that I saw was from Cinema Blend, and it was um, about 17.2 million subscribers. And I was like, and it's just gonna keep growing. Like they're they're doing a really good job. I. I just need them to whatever is going on on the human resource side. I really need them to get it together with that. But like y'all content looks hella good. It looks really amazing. Um, I'm going to watch these. These so. So yeah. But there that is. There is my little take on why the psychological psych, <laughs> psychological. Uh, cues and, and things like that are so important um, to factor into why you're so hype about something, you know, because it gets your adrenaline going, the cortisol levels shoot up, and you're just like, oh my god, like, <laughs> I want to see this movie. So yes, so yeah, that's it. Next up, next up, next up is Disney slash Marvel. I don't think there's any Star Wars coming out this year. I mean, not movies. Film-wise, I don't think there's any Star Wars, which is fine. That's fine. We'll just keep doing the TV shows that actually are better than the movies. Move right along. Okay. Um. So for me, um, some that I I want to see, but I'm not gonna really like get all into them. Um. But I, I'm intrigued, okay? So we have Raya and the Last Dragon. The third Kingsman movie, which is called King's Men. Um, Encanto. Um, the French Dispatch, which is to be determined still, but it is Wes Anderson's 10th film. And I've actually like really fell have fallen in love with Wes Anderson in his later films the early stuff I was just not I was like what the f <laughs> but it is his later films that I am like I dig it okay alright maybe I've gotten older I guess I don't know what it is but I think this stuff is hilarious and I think it's just so well put together so yeah and Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds um yeah I think um out of all those I'm just like eh, I, I'm gonna watch them okay so which brings me to the one that I'm like ooh Oh, uh, that is Cruella. Um, I'm not an Emma Stone fan, y'all. I'm going to be very honest. I'm not, but I do appreciate her craft. 
okay? And her work ethic. Um, I think she's going to be an amazing Cruella DeVille. I think she's going to be amazing. And I can't wait to see that. Now, um, with HBO Max, like I, they are doing a lot of shifting with their release dates. So I didn't include those. Um, Disney is more um, cemented on their release dates. So I will give release dates for a few of these. Um, so Cruella comes out 528. And then I want to see Black Widow, but it was originally supposed to come out in March, but they're trying to have it come out in the theaters. I don't know how that's going to work, but they have already pushed it back again. So I'm <laughs> just like, what the hell? Y'all going to have to figure this out. This movie is hella important to phase four timeline, or maybe it's not. Maybe it's gotten to a point where it's not even necessary at this point because they're already moving into a different direction. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. I think it's too big of a film to just scrap. So they're going to have to figure out how they're going to release this film. Um, and then where is it? Um, death on the Nile. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is the one with Kenneth Branagh. And if y'all don't know, I am a huge Kenneth Branagh fan. I haven't seen everything, but I have watched like King Lear and King Richard and like all oh, Hamlet. All right. He rocked the blonde hair in that. And like, listen, Kenneth can act circles around a lot of a, a, a lot of people a lot of people a lot of people he is one of the best thespians we have and um he I feel he's like he is of the old school breed of actor that is so like the the magic the 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 ability the range is in every fiber of this dude's body so i think like i said he's he's just like a, a myth at this point because he's just really good he reminds me he's like in that in that um realm with uh gary oldman okay because gary oldman is he can he can do some things too he can act them circles quickly too like he'd be like you you want you want to go let's go let's go right now like he's really good so um but this also has gal gadot in it so you know it'll be good to see her outside of wonder woman and see what she can do outside of that okay like we can see her actually act and yeah right <laughs> let's see it um, this is a remake. They've, they've done this movie a couple times now. So yeah, yeah, it's an oldie but goodie. So this should be good. Um, that comes out on 917. And then let me make sure I go through all my lists before I say what is my like all time 
number one film that I want to see this year from Disney and it is or the Disney canon and it is Bob's Burgers the movie I have forgot that they had made this and I was just doing my you know my data search my research and everything and I was like when I saw it I just went oh my goodness I have forgot about this movie of course it had got delayed because we know why it got delayed but now it is officially coming out I'm not sure I think it's just gonna come out through um Disney um Disney plus and its release date is four nine and I had been wondering why I hadn't seen any new Bob's Burgers and I was like that's probably why <laughs> because of the movie coming out and I'm just like oh my goodness oh my goodness oh my goodness like I was not expecting to love this show as much as I have come to adore it um it's a musical it's a comedy musical that is animated and so I'm just like I am really excited this is going to be good this is going to be like good I'm probably going to watch this a thousand times like I'm already <laughs> getting up and gearing up to be watching this movie just like that just oh, I, I, I need it I need a, I need to pick me up I need to pick me up let me go and watch it um so yes and then before I close this one out I didn't think I'd get through this one this fast but I did um let me run through and give as much of the release dates as I can um one film that I just missed was The Eternals which is coming out 11-5 um there are supposed to be three Marvel films coming out this year in theaters and then <clears throat> as well on as on Disney um, Plus. Um, I, I don't think Marvel is trying to charge people that obscene and it is it is a lot of money when you know, Disney charges on top of for you to watch, you know, like they did Mulan. $30, you know, is a lot of money. Um, I just waited. I'm going to be very honest. I was like, I'm not paying $30 for Mulan, y'all. I'm not. Um, I love that movie, but I was not going to pay $30, and I didn't. Um, I know Raya and the Last Dragon is coming out in April and they are going to be charging that $30 fee for you to own the movie um, watch it and own it um, they may drop the price but I, I don't see them doing that <laughs> I don't um, they just made way too much money with Mulan so I don't see them charging less and then so yeah the Eternals is finally coming out um, <laughs> I I don't know much about the film, and and what did I say earlier? And, and I, I just I just want to be surprised when I go in, you know. I just want to 
just go in there and be blown away because I didn't see this part of this part of this part. Acts 1, 2, and 3 and the conclusion in the trailer. Like, I I know it's just about a group of um, gods and, and goddesses. So, Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, who, girl, yes, it's in it. And then there's just a, a crap ton of people in this movie. And all of them have gotten in extreme shape because, you know, it's Marvel and why not? So, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um... Encanto comes out 11:24. Death on the Nile again 9:17. Cruella 5:28. Free Guy um, is 5:21. Black Widow I have a question mark because they said March, but then I read that they've already pushed it back again. <laughs> Bob's Burgers the movie um 4:9. Kingsman was question mark as well and Raya and the Last Dragon is in April so we have a lot of content to watch I'm sure I'll watch more than just what I have listed here but these were the movies where I was like these are what I want to see ASAP or close to ASAP as possible all right so you know I save I don't want to say the best for last, but I saved the most extensive list for last. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break and then come back and get into what Netflix got coming. And it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. kick off this last part of the upcoming films for 2021 that I want to see um <laughs> we're gonna end it with one of my faves I, I I think that is not a secret at this at this time <laughs> um and that is Netflix Netflix they just they just give me the goods okay they give me they give me the goods I, I can't be mad okay okay um not everything is perfect but I still want to see <laughs> like when I started this process I was like Netflix that was my <laughs> that was my first go to what what they got going on you know I just think it's because like I said like I've said before just how ingrained into our lexicon they have gotten and how much of the narrative has been dominated by this company and their many 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 facets of entertainment so um I'm looking through here and I'm just like hmm there's so many guys there's so many um these as well have shifting uh release dates so I I didn't I didn't I didn't even because I was like I'm not gonna do that to myself nor y'all um the ones that are coming out 
or um, soon, which like in the next week or so, or have been released within the past week, I'll start there because there's just so many. Um, I want to see the White Tiger. Um, I, I keep seeing screenshots and I keep seeing reviews and, and how Miss Ma'am, I think her name is Perianka, eats up the script and scream. And I just want to see her do it. I've been waiting for her to get this opportunity um, to really show what she can do. And she does it here in White Tiger. And I'm not sure if they're pushing that to be in Oscar contention. But if she is doing what she is doing, I she definitely got to be a part of the conversation. All right. Okay. So, um, but that's already airing on Netflix. And then Malcolm and Marie um, is coming out February 5th. Look, I already have it on my calendar. It is circled on my calendar. Um, all of these films, I just found out, okay, come out. So, say Malcolm Marie comes out on the 5th. Well, they come out at 3 o'clock on the 5th, on that day. And so, any release day, um, the films come out at 3.01, actually, a.m. I'm like, ooh, I will set my alarm. Trust. I will set my alarm. Okay. I will get my espresso ready. <laughs> I'll just be sitting there chilling, watching some stuff. But yes, Malcolm and Marie <sighs> follows a director, a Hollywood couple a, of a director and his muse. And I, <sighs> it's one of those pieces that are just. It's shot on one location. It's in black and white, like stark black and white. So beautiful. Just, oh my gosh. And I, and I like the trailer here because it didn't, like you knew there was tension, but you don't really know all about the tension and all about that. Um, so, but I'm a huge Zendaya fan. I love that she's going into more adult roles. There's only so much you can do as a tortured teen slash, you know, young, young woman. And, you know, she's, she should be doing exactly what she's doing, which is morphing into an adult actress. And I think they're trying to pigeonhole her and throw shade to keep her away from coming into her own and, being able to slay in that arena and I'm like you can't do that she's just too damn good and then she has a huge following so we're not gonna let you do it so and then she has a lot of you know connections creatively and they're not gonna let you do it so y'all can just talk out the side of your necks all you want to but we still gonna push Zendaya where she needs to go and um, so I'm really excited about this film that is written and directed by Sam Levinson. It is actually, he wrote it actually with his wife. And I was just like, ooh. So I'm really excited about this film because it does also hit on 
the crappy critics out there who do not know how to give constructive criticism properly. They're just trash critics. And um, (laughs) so I'm actually excited. I'm like, I can't wait to see this. I can't wait to see this. It comes out in theaters on the 29th. um, And then I'm just waiting. I'm not going to the theaters, guys. I'm just not going to the theaters. I will wait. Okay, I will wait. (laughs) And that's what Olivia will do. All right, and so let's get on into some other ones that I want to see. I want to see Pele. I think that is an animated feature from them. Um, I want to see America the Movie. Um, now, I didn't get the context of all of these, um, but, you know, I love a socially charged drama. <laughs> okay, and then um, Born to be Murdered is another one where I'm like, I'm going to watch that. Um, There is a sequel to Chicken Run. So Chicken Run 2 is coming to Netflix 2021. And I'm like, I'm so excited. Um, Heart of Stone is another Gal Gadot film. Um, This one is on Netflix. so, So she has one over on Disney and then she has this one. In Netflix and then she has you know the Justice League this is a big year for her big big year um, first red notice is another Netflix Gal Gadot um, feature but this one has the rock and Ryan Reynolds in it so you know you know it's gonna be a hot mess but I'm gonna love it because it's like big budget so you know um, the harder they fall is one that I am so excited about. <laughs> the last black led, starred, direct, written western that we had was Posse. Back in the 90s. When Mario Van Peebles was in it. And directed and wrote it. I want to see this one. Okay. I love westerns anyway guys. Like give me a good western. And I'm good. The Wild Bunch is my favorite western. And they were trying to remake that. And I said if y'all don't sit y'all asses down. And quit trying to remake everything. So I I want to see this movie. This has Idris Elba, Jonathan Majors. Again, Lovecraft Country shout out. Um, so this is his second film for this year. Um, Regina King. Uh, Zazie Beats. Lakeith is in it. It's, there's a lot of people in this movie and they're all black. And it's written by a black person and it's directed by a black person. And I'm like, yes! Ah! (laughs) Again, don't know what this one is about. No trailers have come out yet, but it is definitely on the list to be released this year. And I'm like, oh, bring it on. Yes, I'm here for it. Then there's another Idris Elba cowboy movie, but it's kind of set in these times it's called concrete cowboy and i've been wanting to talk about this 
film, particularly for <laughs> at least two months when I found out that Netflix had acquired it. Um, I want to see how they're going to weave this story of black, like black farmers and cowboys um, <sighs> trying to save their town um, that is predominantly um, filled full of white folk that are not respectful of their of their journey. Um, the young man um, McLaughlin um, from um, Stranger Things is in it as his son, as Idris's son. And so, just to see these two like ride horses down the street in like a like a city like today's type of city it's just gonna be amazing and I was like oh my goodness what is this gonna be about no trailer yet of course a lot of these movies don't have trailers they just have little snippets like um HBO did Netflix did it first okay and then HBO came and and did the same thing so um with their upcoming slate and so that's what Netflix did as well like on January 1st like they weren't even playing it's like listen this is what we about to do so um but yeah so I'm really excited about this cowboy element especially with Idris like mm, (laughs) we gonna leave it at that um the woman in the window so this particular movie it stars Amy Adams and I just read about it and it was um supposedly coming out through 20th Century Fox which was acquired by Disney and then also it was going to come out through or come you know come out through Disney or be distributed through Disney and then Disney ended up releasing the distribution rights and Netflix bought it up and they are going to distribute it this summer wow and it has taken like two years to get it to this point um um, Amy Adams is in it um she is also one of those actors or actresses that you could actually watch for an entire movie and not know that you have watched her for an entire movie like literally by herself I think about Arrival um Nocturnal Creatures where (laughs) it is literally just her and uh for a majority of the film and so it's just really good you know to see that like I love to see that um so yeah this movie is about her I I I believe she's like a um a recluse um I believe but that's all I know (laughs) like all right so we just what we know and this to me gives me the feels like like I said you know earlier love films that just make you think and and are character driven and I love a good performance and Amy rarely disappoints okay rare it's a rarity okay so um I'm, I'm just going through my list. I'm making sure I went through everything except the one I really want to talk about. Um, okay. So, the next film is The Army of the Dead. 
let me tell you something. Zack Snyder has been trying to do his dead um, series for quite some time. Okay. I'm not going to get all into why he hasn't. Because I, I don't know. I'm not him, so I don't know. <laughs> but I think he got pigeonholed at Warner. And that was that. And so now, like I said, he's he's in an earlier episode. I said that he has moved on um, and is creating, has created um, a film with Netflix, with Netflix, and it is called Army of the Dead, um, which will be his second film in the Dead series that he started in, was it 2000 and, I want to say six, seven, like it's been a minute, <laughs> it's been, it was before 300 so we are talking at least 2004 or 5 um and I'm assuming it just follows or is an extension of that film that ended with (sighs) those zombies on speed running towards you know the last survivors and we are was assuming that was it but it doesn't appear that that's or maybe that was the case and this is just a whole offshoot of different um individuals who are trying to gain you know footing in this zombie apocalypse but um uh batista is in it and then there's other people but not anybody that I know know like I was like I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get into the film and be like oh my god yes but Batista is headlining this and I just that's all I care about (laughs) I care that it's Zach but I also care about Batista up here headlining his own freaking movie (sighs) that is I love it I love to see it because when he was on uh, wrestling, I was like, why is he such a dick? Oh my god. And then, you know, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy came along and shattered all of that. So I'm like, I'm just like, I love seeing people succeed. I just love it. And then my last one. <laughs> I have forgot that Netflix was working on this. And so when I was going through the list and I saw that it was there and I just went, oh my God. The Fear Street trilogy of films is coming in 2021. (sighs) Listen to me very carefully. I have read every single Fear Street book written by the great the great (laughs) R.L. Stein and when I saw that they was working on it I said oh I don't want to know nothing I don't want to know I don't want to know what they gonna do with it 
I don't know how they're going to blend all of those storylines together because it got to a point that he had written so much about it, right? RL had written so much about Fear Street that (laughs) he ran out of stories to tell, y'all. Like, I think he's still writing them, but they're not in the in the same way. You know what I mean? Like, and to be truth be told, he ain't ever got to write again because he just, he made, he made his money off of that and goosebumps. And I believe he's going to, they're going to take, you know, not all of the storylines, but there will definitely be references to all of the storylines in this, in these films. Um, I just, Y'all, <laughs> that is my number one pick for my for the Netflix for me. It it just really is. I said, wait a minute, wait a damn minute. This is gonna be so good, and even if it's trash, because <laughs> it is a high likability, it could be trash. But it's also a high likability that it it won't be trash, and that it will actually you know, unite us Fear Street fans and, and have us pouring over the books again and all that. I literally had all of the books. I had all of the Fear Street books. I had all of the Goosebump books. I was just such a huge, huge fan of the series, of his writing. And so just to see that see the progression of it and yes it has taken decades because he started writing these in the 80s and here we are 40 years later and like we're getting movies off of him finally I'm like oh my goodness but yes so that is my number one pick of Netflix films that I want to see um I'm sure I'll watch more. Like, I've already watched stuff that is just not even on my list. But up with Netflix, I'd just be like, yeah, I want previews. <laughs> and then I end up watching stuff. So, yes, that is it on Netflix, on, on the upcoming Netflix films. of the tunnel this week it's just all about kicking back and relaxing and move when when you need to move um I find myself or I found myself last night finally writing and I haven't written in months um I knew that I needed to take a break, but I also knew that I had to, you know, realign with some things. And so this, this week and and my hope for myself, I don't make resolutions. So I just, I kind of just roll with things. Um, But for myself, I am going to enjoy myself this year. 2020 was 2020. We don't have to get into that. But it did make it did make me like really 
look at my life and how things were going. And, and so going into this year, I'm like, I'm not, the expectations is gone. Okay. <laughs> Ain't none of that. I'm just going to relax and I'm going to move with the tides um, that just change every day. Um, and so being able to watch all of this and all of the greatness and the emotions and the feels and the thoughts that come that are triggered or you know bubble to the surface with these trailers or even just the announcements of these of these films being released um it's amazing the one part that I said I wanted to talk about earlier and you know I was waiting to push it back um, to the light at the end of the tunnel is that we are returning to a simpler way of being um, which is good I think we went way too fast way too hard for too long and now we're being put in a place where we just need to chill the hell out and um, one of the things that is making a return or a resurgence of is the drive-in. And I remember last year when all this was happening and, you know, uh, a lot of films were being pushed back and a lot of, um, you know, movie theaters were struggling. And I was just like, why don't they turn their movie theaters into drive-ins and I was like they have the space they can get the screen um you know they just need to get the rights and so people were doing that but they were like they were playing like older movies like Jurassic Park was the number one movie in America for a minute there because that's all they could get the rights to to play um, but what's happening now is Disney is championing that. Um, the upcoming release of Nomadland is, that is a part of its release structure is the drive-in, especially here in, in, uh, in the big, bigger metropolises like New York and LA, um, they are setting these things up so, you know, that people can see these films in, in spaces that, you know, are very stringent on, um, <laughs> uh, on COVID matters. So, um, I, th- I feel that Warner is, is really going to be tapping into that as well. And I'm not sure about Netflix. I'm, I'm kind of up in the air with them energetically. I, I don't know if that's what they're trying to do, but I, I can feel that Warner is um, definitely trying to get something in order, um, especially for their blockbusters. It's like Godzilla versus Kong. 
They've already pushed it back. It's coming out March 31st. And um, I'm just like... (laughs) It was supposed to come out the previous week of like the 26th or something like that. But they pushed it back. So I'm like, I think they're just trying to set up to where you can go see this movie safely. And that would be via a drive-in situation um a a nationwide rollout of that and so yeah it's you know for those of us who remember drive-ins or have been fortunate enough to be in an area that still has drive-ins um there's something to it that is just so calming (laughs) and beautiful at the same time, one of my favorite experiences was I remember seeing Twister at the drive-in in a storm. <laughs> it was my birthday and I was like, I want to see this movie. It's my birthday and I want to see this movie on my birthday at the drive-in. And we went. <laughs> it was my mom and sister and I and it was- <laughs> my mom was like it could literally be a tornado and we wouldn't know like we would be screwed but that was the fun you know what I mean it was <laughs> it was dangerous and but it was still fun and it was a memory my favorite drive-in memory is um the drive-in um in council bluffs that you know closed um years ago they would be open 365. And I remember my mom, my sister and me got in our Capri Classic, our Caprice Classic car and got our snacks. And it was cold. It was like dead of winter. And we still went and saw that movie. We went and saw Beauty and the Beast at the drive-in. And just amazing. The, The fun and the magic. And you know a film is magic when at the end of it. And, you know, Peebo Bryson and, and Celine, Celine Dion comes on and sings Beauty and the Beast. And you could hear everybody singing the song. You could hear it. Like, you could hear our speaker. And then my mom turned it down a little, well, a little bit. And you could hear everybody singing on top of the soundtrack that's magic that is the magic of art and film music that is the magic right there it's a connected force because you know it was all type of people in them cars <laughs> it was all type of people in them cars we're all just black folks and latino and white folks and it was kids there was moms there was dads and you know all kinds of people were there and we all was connected in that moment. And that's why I love art so much. You know, 
And I think we're just being returned to a simpler time where we're not having to just be where we were at leading up to 2020. So that's my light at the end of the tunnel, just for you guys to be aware and to be present of and cognizant of what is happening here, of the direction we're we're being that is being presented to us. Now we can still run around like maniacs and yeah, good God. Or we can really like start to live our lives and create create our own lanes of of living and be actually really happy about that. <sighs> so yeah, that's my life in the tunnel. Just Take your time. Take your foot off the gas, man. Just park and realize that we are blessed to be alive. We are blessed to be healthy. Not everybody gets that chance, especially now. And uh, to enjoy the little things like movies coming out on Netflix or HBO or um, HBO Max or Disney Plus. (laughs) And... I know I can speak for myself in saying I'm good on having to go see a movie on the big screen because I, I got ones in my house, okay? The, the screen in my house is big. It's a big-ass TV, and I'm I'm good. I'm actually looking at sound right now because I'm like, hey, if I'm going to watch <laughs> Godzilla and Kong battle it out or whoever that Godzilla is, <coughs> no shade, I'm going to need some sound up in this piece because, honey... I need to hear the rumble in the jungle. You feel me? All right. (laughs) That is it for Livy's Corner for this week. And uh, I just want to give a quick shout out um, on some of the sources that I found. So when it came to HBO um, or Warner Brothers, I did that search was done by by Livy, okay. And then those other films like Top Gun and things like that, that was also done by Livy. But when it came to um, the Disney rollout, um, that that information came from um, Kirsten Richmond of Insider. And then when it came to the Netflix rollout, that came from Philip Sledge of Cinema Blend. So cover my bases <laughs> can't nobody come for me on jack you guys have a great weekend and a great week and i'll see you next friday or talk to you next friday bye guys